Hello, everyone. So we are live with Matthew Scott from uh, Navalia Studio. Thank you for joining me, Matt. Um, so you're right now dialing in from the UK, I guess? Yes, yes, from up north, actually, in the countryside, so it's lovely. Okay, nice. Um, so the way we connected with Matt, like I, like, I, like I mentioned to you guys, is that, you know, now it's like day 24 of COVID lockdown here in Italy. Uh, and I had a little bit more extra time on my hands to, 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 to meet more people online. So I decided to start from my own LinkedIn network. So I found a way to put all my 22,000 gracious LinkedIn followers on a Google sheet. And so I was able to analyze, you know, who are the most followed of those, of, of those followers or mine and, you know, what do they do? and try to connect with those that are either in SaaS, like I am in, you know, 80 to 90% of my time, as well as, you know, influencers and social media is my other kind of passion for my 10, 20% of my time. And, and Matthew is like, right, more, much more dedicated to the, to the influencer side. So we're just gonna have a chat about like, you know, who uh, Matt is and what does he do? And then, you know, and that's it. So maybe go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, we'll, we'll get started. Yeah, sure. So thank you very much, Vincenzo, for having me on. It's very nice. Um, and it's quite cool to be this side of the camera, not your side, for a change. But um, yes, so basically I own Nevada Studios. And what we do is we use uh, short form content, media production. Um, we use digital marketing, influencer, social media marketing, uh, all sorts of things, strategic marketing to drive millions of people to content. So we would do that for entertainment industry mainly, and our focus is really changing entertainment industry. What does it mean uh, for future audiences around content, uh, the formats, the interactivity, the immersion, but also how do brands and, and entertainment brands and producers capture multi-million audiences in such a busy marketplace? Awesome. And... Um... So, like, uh, do you actually manage the influencers directly, or you're more like a lay, like you're closer to the broadcasters and producers and try to go and handpick influencers? Yes. Well, so a key thing is really influence, influencer networking or influencer marketing is only sort of one of five things we would we would engage with in terms of audiences. Uh, but we have put influencers in, you know, all sorts of content, even even movie formats and things like that. Um, but the idea is that we need to converge uh, this linear broadcast model into something a lot more 2020, a lot more 360 digital in nature. So part of that uh, evolution has been influencers and the rise of a new set of essentially broadcasters on social media. Um, so to answer your question, I mean, I have actually managed one or two for a very short time. Um, we've worked with some very, very big names in the UK especially. Uh, and, and we've worked, you know, we've been in cahoots with full screen and maker and all sorts of people stateside. Um, but really, it's about looking at what's next. You know, uh, a lot of the people, the influencers with talent, and I mean that in the nicest sense, um, you know, creative talent or production talent or you know, comic talent. Um, they, they have used social channels to to leverage their careers because it was available to them. And I think we we focus on those people, people with some talent who are going to go somewhere, uh, and we would put them into our content streams. Um, the important thing is as well to be very, very, uh, very, very diplomatic, very, very empathetic with their audiences as well. So there's no point, you know, a YouTuber or whatever else um, holding up a Coke can and say, "Hey guys, drink Coke." That just doesn't work at all. So the art of storytelling and digital storytelling which is authentic for that audience is key. By the way, where are you from originally? Is it Scotland or did I get Ireland. Thanks. Ireland, <laughs> sorry. So it's like I had a, a Scottish, but you know, I'm Italian. Yeah, I eventually yeah. became American too, just a couple of years ago. But <laughs> yeah. I had a Scottish boss when I first joined Nokia in San Diego in 2009. And so I was like, there's something there, but I still yeah. don't, obviously I, I failed miserably, but it's hey. It's, it's, uh, it's all about keep on trying it right so um but yeah and, and so and then and then when like what about your life story like uh, you know before getting into influencers what, what were you doing you know when did you move away from ireland to, to uk yeah so basically um i was always interested in storytelling and filmmaking and that sort of thing so i learned um i taught myself how to edit i taught my, you know i taught myself how to build 
uh, editing machines even with early computers and, and, and graphics cards and video cards and sound cards and software that didn't talk, that didn't work with the drivers of the, you know what I mean? Uh, it's a complete mess. And um, so we learned the hard way how to do sort of digital video. And but also worked in software development companies, worked in marketing roles, worked in tech marketing, brand, all that kind of thing. So I learned all those uh, new things quite early. But my passion sort of come around again. My passion was always content and video media. So I've worked. Uh, what happened to me was my company was doing very well. Um, my own company that I set up. Um, 10 years ago or so, was doing very well. We're working around the world in hyper-local media and in um, things like online giving, you know, uh, charitable technologies and trying to engage people in different ways. Uh, and that sort of drew attention from a big media group in England, which then I became part of. Um, and since, um, since I set up Nevada, we have been, honestly, we've worked all around the world with all sorts of amazing people uh, in the entertainment industry, in tech, in all sorts of things. And we've tried and tried and tried everything around, you know, how do you drive engagement? How do you create content that's cut through? Uh, and and there is, believe it or not, there is absolute science to really, really engaging content. Um, it's not just, you know, start, middle and end, but it's also psychology, cultural, empathetic, um, you know, uh, key, key, key framing, typography, uh, formatting, all sorts of things that tell digital stories a bit different from the norm. That's cool. Like, uh, to be honest, I, I got a little bit into influencers after reading this book about uh, in digital marketing and influencers in China, where mm -hmm. I saw that they have about, you know, 200 accelerators of influencers. And I said, you know, two and a half years ago, why don't we start? helping out some Italian influencers and some Mexicans just like just for fun and just to help create a kind of group of ladies helping each other out between social media professional influencers like I was telling you before we started this and uh, and uh, yeah we've been a lot focused on like helping them on the revenue side less focused on actual content so we say you keep creating whatever content you want so you keep like complete liberty and freedom about your content and then we just try to come up with you know good technologies to to help you monetize. Because mm -hmm. still, I feel that um, you know influencers between 100k and even one, sometimes two million, still don't monetize enough. Of mm -hmm. course, the more the more you grow, the more you can professionalize yourself and 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 start yeah. hiring some people who dedicate yourself to it or attract the attention of some of those MCNs or. Yeah influencers accelerators whatever they're called do yeah. you know much about this kind of influencers accelerators and and stuff like any thoughts on that sorry repeat that again I didn't any, any thoughts on this kind of like influencer accelerators they're called so in china uh, mm -hmm. and or like mcns i guess for the for the yeah. youtube networks right you have to, yeah you have to understand i mean as i say we we have been very close to the likes of uh, maker before they were disney um full screen as well and awesomeness tv people like that uh, uh in the west coast and um you have to understand who, who are the winners you know and i think youtube um while it's done a great job of creating this ecosystem actually the deals aren't very good ultimately for content creators and only one percent two percent really do that well uh without their own you know strategies to to monetize around you know outside of off, off channel so actually let's think about the next generation of this you know it's got to be platform agnostic for a start you know because uh, every social network for its own reasons is about themselves so you cannot be a youtuber you cannot be an instagram hero you know you've got to be a brand a digital brand that operates everywhere do you know what i mean um and and therefore you can monetize in multiple ways and be in control of that commercial dynamic be in control of the content give your audiences what they want in authentic ways as soon as people i think a lot of people sort of pick a channel and, and stick to it and i just don't think that works at all for for the majority of people so multi-channel completely agree you know um so multi-channel networks are are great and they've been a brilliant part of the evolution um, but again, if it's, you know, I would rather have 700,000 channels across all sorts of platforms rather than, you know, 70,000 channels on YouTube because you're at, you're at the behest of the giant. You're, you're, you're at the behest 
and the will and the whim of a you know a huge organization that is about themselves not you so it's a good stepping stone to get on these channels and platforms but actually it's your brand that's more important you know building your brand your your channels your apps your merchandise your commercial opportunities so and my point now is that and this is what i mentioned to you uh, yesterday and the day before that actually we're moving into this world i'm more interested in the next generation of influencing um like because i do think that we, what we've created in the, in the last five ten years it's just a it's just the next level of broadcaster right and now we're seeing because now we're seeing a lot and we've worked with them a lot of um people from youtube and instagram and so on they're now moving into broadcast which is great but it's you know it's sort of counterintuitive in a way well why not um look at everyone as an influencer you and i are influencers we've both got 20 odd thousand you know people on linkedin does that make us an influencer does that make us get have a voice do you see what i mean kind of yeah yeah well, i mean if, yeah you know yeah you know what respect what i was realizing about that is that you know i have about realized 200 people who follow me who have about 20,000 followers yeah. so i said if i start actually syncing up with these people and you know networking on a much tighter level i can grow a lot and i wasn't just thinking followers but just thinking you know like insights first of all and you know uh potential to to do something together because i also felt that when you come together and discuss something live you're a lot more in the zone then and you're a lot more focused than if we were just on a call you and i together you know we're probably maybe we're we're, we're not going to use video uh i was going to multitask on my other two devices you're going to multitask on something else and yeah. um and so that's also the value of that so i i so there's two things about that on one side yes i do agree everybody's an influencers and the power of micro influencing on the other mm -hmm. side we've progressively gone upstream to say first we were like you know minimum 10k then minimum 50k now minimum 100k because there's a level of every minimum level of professionalism that influencers with at least 100,000 followers have and below that you you might not find so there's a bit of both well actually it's it's intuitive what you're saying because actually to get to that level you need to be that level of professional if you know what i mean even i mean what people wear on stage i mean i speak you speak you know i tend to wear the same things on stage all the time or you know like a white t-shirt or whatever it happens to be the point is there are people who have a uniform an outfit a performance thing and likewise content timing the timing of your post the consistency all those things have to be there to really build that brand up in the first place and to become an influencer you know you can't just um have a go at it now and again you can't just post when you want to i mean i have worked very very closely with a lot of guys who are now doing very very well and they are working all the time you know like people think it's fun and doing little videos and all the rest nonsense it's beautiful some of the best stuff is beautifully produced um the work ethic of some of the guys is fantastic the consistency and also the empathy with the audience you know an understanding audience audiences and i think that is probably what gets people up uh, remember as well though when you're talking when i'm mentioning everyone's an influencer i'm really talking about um moving or adding another layer yes we've, we'll always have famous people who have developed into an influencer on, on certain channels um, for particular skill sets and so on. But, but what about what about in five years' time if Netflix pays you $7.99 a month? That'd be yeah. nice. I mean, we yeah, oh. we've been, yeah, like the, the whole subscription. I mean, I love SaaS and all subscriptions, and we've kind of been pushing a lot of subscription revenue models to, to yeah. our influencers, and then that's been uh really really good because you know i and it's interesting how even big vcs in us that i like to listen to like andreessen horowitz have been really focusing on the what they call now the passion economy i guess the word influencer has been used so negatively for so long that even those guys try to stay away but they, they there's a bunch of them that made this point that like you know you have a, a million followers but really you only need like if you have a ten thousand of them giving you like ten dollars a month that's a hundred thousand dollars a month you know mm -hmm. so for whatever kind of 
you know, exclusive content, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've actually been focused on that type of model a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, do you, uh, because I, we, we talked about this before, and I think it's interesting for people, so now people have been seeing the, the, been seeing us, and, you know, you're, you're a good looking fellow. Uh, but if you want to share your screen to maybe show something, yeah. Um, what, what are, you know, I think it might be interesting, you know, something you're working on and, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, uh, also, I, maybe I'll share you with you. I'll share with you later. The, the latest SAS we launched share.you.com. Um, sure. Sure. I'll share my screen. This is just, um, this is what we do in a nutshell. I won't play the whole video like we discussed, but, uh, I'll play a minute. Yeah. So. And let me add it back to the screen. Oh, there you are with the white shirt, with the white t-shirt. The other thing I was wondering about, you know, while watching your videos, that like, uh, still, because I'm still quite a simplistic guy, it's like, do you have any? Can we show any example of like some of, some of your work or some of the influencers? That anything like not under NDA that you could show? Like, for instance, we worked on this. Uh, take a look. Uh, is there something like that that we can show in, anywhere? Uh, I'm gonna have to find this in the background, but um, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I do have, uh, it was an interesting project we worked on a couple of years ago. Um, we actually wanted to, we wanted to put YouTubers in a movie, in a Hollywood, mm -hmm. and we brought this idea. We spent a lot of money um, making a, basically a cinematic trailer in um, Nevada, actually Nevada State. And right. we, uh, yeah, we, uh, we got three British YouTubers, and the story goes, yeah, I've got this here. Um, sorry, one second. Sure. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we basically had, um, And all I can say is that, you know, I haven't lived in California for eight years. I was, uh, I went to Nevada and Las Vegas many times, right? So mm -hmm. just, uh, it's a, definitely a familiar place for me. Yeah, well, we, um, <laughs> the guys actually filmed in, Nevada desert. They filmed in little towns uh, that were literally, you know, 50, 60 people. Um, and one of them was called Rachel, the town of Rachel. And at that time, you have to remember that, you know, the Turing group had put, I think, 400 million into full screen. Um, you know, uh, people like Joey Graceffa, um, you know, were, were coming through the ranks as major YouTubers, PewDiePie, etc. And the idea, I think there had been maybe one or two, you know, sort of Disney-style movies with YouTubers in them. And uh, we thought, why don't we do something like The Hangover meets uh, an alien movie, meets a road trip. So basically the story goes that three bona fide, you know, three real English YouTubers um, are traveling, going to prank America because Americans are stupid, okay, according to you guys. But of course, what happens is they get stuck in the very first place that they go to, and things take all sorts of twists and turns. So I'll um I'll share my screen. Yeah, and, uh, and maybe I like I have a funny story to say while you start sharing this. That okay. uh, I was uh, in Vegas with my family for for New Year's. I can't remember which year it was. Must have been between oh nine or ten. You know, like about ten years ago. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then I came back home to San Diego and watched uh, a Hangover movie about Vegas, just for mm -hmm. a day or two. And then I went back to Vegas for another ten days for like CES, Consumer Electronics Show. 
Yeah. So that was a time after which I basically had like 14 days or so of Vegas here and there, oh. even in Senora. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to see this place. For <laughs> well, I'll play this for you. Now, this, this is like uh, 1 minute 56, but it's pretty cool. I'll stop it if it gets boring, right? Oh, no. Boys and girls, prepare for the prank of the century. Oh, this is nice, eh? Two hot guys on the open road. Who knows what might happen? One hot guy. I am here. Well, better. So I am here on the extra terrestrial hat. First, quench. Nice one. Can someone open the door, please? Freak yourself, Rachel. We're gonna f you up. Well, hello there. You boys together? We're dancing. We love to dance. I do. Boom! Come on! So was this was this just the trailer to a longer? Yeah, that's the trailer. We did a trailer. Hey everybody, what's going on? Oh. It is Master Rolf here. Welcome to a sorry. Cool. Um, uh, I'm. I mean, because I definitely want to watch the whole thing. So please send it over somehow, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plenty of time to watch things. I even yeah. subscribed to Disney Plus a couple of days ago. That's how desperate I am for content. But that's still the thing, you know. Content has never been so uh, in need, and I think. There's a problem for the market. One is reaching audiences through so much content, and the problem for the, the content distributors and networks is that they can't get good enough. They can't get enough good enough quality content, you know. So I think that's what you are actually. That's where we are. We're actually getting uh, influencers and YouTubers and, 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 and social media stars stepping up a few levels, you know, and that's where the best ones end up. They end up in top level formats, doing top level stuff, you know. But I also think that they're helping change the entertainment industry. Um, and I've been very vocal on LinkedIn about things like Quibi, for example. I have a big, big, I love Quibi as an idea, you know, the new entertainment platform of a 10 minute. I actually, I need, I need to Google that Quibi. Quibi. Q U I B B Y? B, single B I. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is, the, you know, $1 billion seed, 400. Uh, million launch uh, budget, lots of A-listers oh. doing stuff. You know, Fifty Cent and the, you know the Rock dude. You know, whatever. You know, but to me, it's like, hold on, the kids are already doing short form content, and they have been for ten years. The audience yeah. is already watch on their mobile phones. You can watch Netflix yeah. on mobile and tablets. So, what is new here? And for that money, where did the money go? You know, did it just go to pay Jennifer Lopez or, you know, on these, the talent budget? Is that where it, where it went? Because actually, I just think it's a complete white elephant unless they embrace some of the uh, technology ideas uh, and bring it up to speed. Because at the moment, it just feels like another. And when you say white elephant, what do you mean exactly? I just mean like, I just, it, it feels like it's a, we're, they're building something that already sort of exists elsewhere. You know, Netflix have have, have done a very good job on on being um, sort of leading VOD and the type of entertainment formats. Their originals are really, really good. And their ideas are fantastic. Creative ideas are great. Uh, YouTube and all the social networks are doing great on short form, mid form, um, nano, you know, nano documentaries, Instagram stories. 
And now we've got this new thing using the same length of format, the same devices, you know, um, and they're 10 minutes, only they're starring Hollywood stars. And, you know what I mean? I get it. I mean, you're saying, yeah, you're, you're just not seeing the big aha moment. You're not seeing the big innovation there. And yeah. you actually feel that, you know, we could get more influencers to do more content in a bit more structured way. And we could make more money because we might have like uh, already have followers and you might we might already have uh, people that are influencer that people feel a bit more closer to right because the the issue with hollywood stars is that they feel really far away mm -hmm. and the cool thing with influencers that maybe you know even send you once an automated message on on instagram you still feel somehow more connected right so it's, yeah. it touches your emotions a lot a lot yeah. more and I'll, I'll, absolutely, I mean, uh, the reason why influencers are influencers is because people feel that they can talk to them. They have a, an access, okay? So in the same sense that you wanted your favorite artist or, or musician or band to do really well from, you know, seeing them in the, in the bar to playing big stadiums, you want your favorite YouTubers or Instagram stars or TikTok stars to go really far as well, as far as they can go. Um, and I just feel that, uh, yeah, it's like Hollywood trying to be cool with down with the kids doesn't work. I think the kids are already doing it themselves uh, using tech through the tech giants. So I actually think the future of entertainment and, and content is the tech giants, not Hollywood. You know, um, yeah. I think Hollywood's yeah, going to agree. More, you know, I just, I'm just waiting for Jurassic Park 57 to come out and, you know, something about cars and Vin Diesel, you know, it's just, um, so actually, I think the the future of creativity and, and, and content is digital. It's going to be led by technology and technology platforms, and it's going to be led by people who can go from zero to hero, you know, through these models, not go to Hollywood. It was actually um, a friend of mine, a contact of mine, who, who was very, very high up in studio world in Hollywood, said, why are you bringing in a feature film to Hollywood, you know, when we brought that thing? Um, and she said, instead of that, you, you know, you're on the side of the, the digital angels, you know, so create the technology to change our industry and we'll come to you. So my problem with Quibi is you didn't ask us, you know, <laughs> and I don't mean us first. I just mean everyone that's involved in technology right. and marketing and, you know, new types of content. They weren't consulted when Hollywood created this thing. So it just looks like Hollywood. You know, it's it's like your it's like your dad dancing at a wedding. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I mean, it, it's crazy how you know there's just there's so much money, so much innovation. Like you know, uh, uh, you probably were assuming that I heard of Quibi, and my, maybe I heard, but there's just so much. Like it's hard to keep track of everything, right? Um, so it's funny how like right now it's like pre-order, right? So they're they're launching on April sixth. They're gonna be and so did you say they raised a billion or they're worth already a billion based on their oh, investments? Their their seed funding was a billion dollars. Wow. A billion dollars seed. And that's what I mean. If you if you mean like that, that just blew my mind, right? Because even in SF, like the big seed rounds are like three, four, five, maybe ten million max, but uh, talking like a billion seed, it's like, okay, that's just well that's what my is, problem. I mean, yeah. I mean, can you imagine what the tech industry and you know the creatives in a back room somewhere could do with a billion dollars you know they would absolutely transform everything to do with content and how you engage with it all no this is uh, this is super interesting and I'm, this is like moments and i'm glad we 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 you know i speak to people like you because i learned about something like that so mm -hmm. new and so yeah i am expecting some incredible ui incredible stuff and obviously if yeah. i don't have it oh it's funny it's cool though like it's one of the first time i yeah. basically have downloaded it uh, but it's actually just pre-order it so like i've already i think i've already downloaded it but it's only gonna show up on my phone on april 6th so it's almost like a product hunt i don't know if you know that website mm -hmm. type of lunch um and that's cool but the i mean the hype is massive the money spent on it is massive and if they don't get it right you know 
it'll be that let me way. let me try to ask you a few like quick questions just to like yeah. not so much test your knowledge more like try to do quick knowledge exchanges and okay. i wanted to ask you about like out of the social networks what are the ones you know the best and maybe i'll ask you some specific questions about them so oh, is it youtube oh, that you know you know best or like how would you rank your social networks really so? really good question um my favorite is actually linkedin because of the business productivity that's my number, that's my weapon of choice um, I was very slow to get to Instagram, but I like it from a personal perspective. I think mm -hmm. it's visually beautiful. I think stories was a brilliant idea. Um, I think Facebook will, it's like they just, people keep putting Facebook down and they keep coming back with something new. I think they'll always, they'll always uh, be there. Um, I love TikTok. I think it's a creative mind feed. Brilliant. Yeah. TikTok is incredible. And you know, and I know, I mean, you get more and more adverts for video tools and, you know, filter tools and all this stuff. I don't I don't like filter tools for, you know, for selfies and things, but I love video, like, creation tools. And I think some of the creativity on TikTok already is outstanding. You know, the future of entertainment filmmaking is right there on TikTok. So that was, that was me opening up TikTok because I don't usually, I don't open it that much. And I... That's basically the two times I felt I felt old. First of all, with Snapchat because mm -hmm. it took me too long to understand. Like I literally, I remember I, I think I was still in California back then. I was like, I don't get it. Like why? Why is it taking me so long to get it? And I felt old. Mm -hmm. And also with TikTok, it's like I get it, but I just can't get into the habit of clicking it. It's it's in a folder. I gotta get it out of the folder. <laughs> but I, I basically gotta force myself to use it because a bunch of our influencers have it. You know, they have. 300,000 followers. We just signed up our first uh, male influencer who has a million uh, followers on TikTok. Um, and so I got to study it. I just got to use it myself also because oftentimes as, yeah. as geeks, we find things that you can do to mm -hmm. make it better. Uh, like, you know, we recently figured out uh, uh, how to take advantage of uh, automating responses on Instagram and, and Facebook, which is super powerful. But you didn't mention YouTube, which I was hoping you would mm. put on that list. It, it, where, where do you put YouTube on that oh, ranking? YouTube is great. I mean, for me, you see, the reason why I didn't put it up there in terms of ingenuity and all the rest of it, for me, YouTube is a channel that ports into other things. Do you know what I mean? Um, I it's do, almost like a TV channel, literally. I, I, I use it. I use YouTube at home as my TV. It's, it, yeah. it's just... It's like a search engine, right? It's great. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't have that much of its own flavor, maybe. That's mm -hmm. what you mean. But but also it's Google's fault. I mean, let's face it. Like I love Google, but they sucked at social media, social media, like social networking. You know, they 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 scrape the world and then they don't allow any kind of crawling of YouTube. You know, they lock the platform down too much, so you you cannot figure out who follows you, who doesn't follow you. The con the comments also they're like too locked down, so they they, they the notification panel is like like let's not even comment about it. So it's like they. They locked down the platform too much. They didn't allow enough of the social stuff to happen, and in the you know it's all media and not enough social. Yeah. I would say maybe. I mean that was yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah, but they also didn't they take away. I mean they, they did have video, uh, video feedback, video comment, mm -hmm. and then they took that away. I think. Um, ah. And some of the ideas around being able to, you know, I think they missed a trick. Um, there's, a, there's an idea I have in my head about bringing back this kind of thing of feeding like story chains. So feedback through video, right? Hmm. Can still be moderated and all the you know rubbish cut away and what good points are kept. But actually, if you you can continue a narrative if you let people do video like TikTok, like TikTok style, move to the next, right? So you watch a video and then you see the yeah. response to that video and it's just yeah. like, whoa, what is happening, yeah. right? And then you can decide to like upvote, downvote, and stuff yeah. like that. And actually, so so instead of having little entities, you're, you're creating big story chains that go round and round and round. And then in themselves, they can be curated into, into you know categories and themes and whatever. So actually, I think there's something in there. Someone's going to make a billion dollars coming, uh, reinventing that sort of thing. Don't tell anyone. We, we have a question from, from the audience. Hopefully, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, perfect. Uh, we have a question from the audience. Nina Dayal was asking, like, any advice for small YouTubers? You know, which way to go for them? And to be honest, I kind of had that question for you as well, mm -hmm. kind of how to grow on YouTube, because 
haven't done that much YouTube. I also heard in general that like YouTube numbers in terms of payouts have been going down for a while. Uh, also because I heard somewhere which that Google wasn't making any money, but actually then I read later that Google is making money on YouTube. So like YouTube is still a bit of a strange beast to me. And so it's like, you know, what, what advice do you have in terms of growth on YouTube? So look, as, as I said earlier, a single channel isn't your plan, right? You need to create a brand, not a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. So this person, the person in the audience, needs to create multiple accounts, you know, the different channels, but they need to look and feel the same, right? I, I, I never agreed more with something like 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 this, seriously. Like, And by the way, I also want to make a point that I'm really, really enjoying this conversation, and I do believe that going live makes conversation better because I'm a lot yeah. more focused. I don't know from your side as well, and you really are trying to, you know, release as many insights as you can because, you know, you have more people watching you. But I, I, we always tell that to In fact, one of the first things we do with influencers is that uh, they often have like, you know, they're called Vinny on Facebook and Vince on LinkedIn and Vincenzo there. And then it's like, you need to have the same freaking brand everywhere because you have to be on all the channels, right? And then we help them. We've now been recently helping them also start to, so we're doing some trials with Twitch because, you know, we obviously thought of this, you know, your COVID, more time spent at home, live streaming, Twitch um so yeah so basically answer to the question again it's it's just you have to be on all platforms can just grow youtube with youtube yeah. I, I would say the other answer is probably just th start throwing content you know start see what sticks on the wall like, like start well yeah i mean uh, there's a gotta be a it's almost like reactive and uh planned right so be consistent do the same styles the same framing of the shots the same styles of videos but also have a, a layer, a set of layers of content styles. So it's, it's different every time. It's like, imagine you're watching you and you're the same every day, the same background, the same shirt, the same hair, whatever it is. You create three to five different layers of content. Oh, Friday is the day that you do this crazy dressy up thing. Or, you know what I mean? Thursday is more like quick fire content. But also, so it's basically you're building a TV station, you're building a network, you're building, so what are the different creative ideas that you can that you can put consistently across your week? You know, oh, I post at the same time on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I, on Thursdays, I always do this. On a Friday, I always do a live stream, whatever, whatever. But if you do that consistently, that helps build your brand up. The second point I would say also is um, follow, you know, understand your market understand your competition who else is doing similar stuff to you what do they do and how do they how do they do it one of the worst things you can do is trying to be totally totally different from the start from anybody because it you know nobody gets that actually you'll develop your own style organically but see what other people are doing and what works for them the third thing i'd say is collaborate like hell so if you've got no following, no audience, no one knows who the hell you are, go to someone who does, right? And piggyback with their audience in return for a, a nice content format, you know? And then and then it does well, it does well for them, it does well for you. You actually develop your relationship that way, collaborate, uh, collaborating. And I would just look at the other, look at the type of thing that you're into. It's a community of creators. So you've got things in common, with a lot of people there. So talk to them, work with them, collaborate with them. But I would get your story straight, your brand straight on all the channels. Um, create, understand what your offering is and layer it and be consistent with it. That's a good start. Yeah, I, I had also, you know, I wrote, so I wrote to summarize once again, many channels or all the channels, I would say, right? With, with, with same brand, I would add, be consistent. And then I wrote, which you said it also. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. I swear I wrote it. I'm not going to show you, but I swear I wrote it. Collab, 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 right? It was actually, uh, it was written on uh, by uh, by uh, this this guy that I uh, synced up with, Ryan Williams, who wrote about the influencer economy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of like a little bit of what I'm doing. I mean, I'm doing it also, like I said, a bit of out of this like COVID-19 extra time and wanting to, to network, but I but I realize it's like positive from that perspective. I'm you know having really good conversations with people like you, and you know I I think the good thing of 
of going live and you know going deep is that if we had met at a conference, you know, we would have spoken for a few minutes and that's it, right? And then maybe we would have spoken over a phone call. And again, we have a lack, you know, there's a lack of focus, right? So it's it's really hard to 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 keep people um in your show and and you know what you're doing. And I and I think probably there's a few ways to fix that. It's either like you can either focus on fun, right? So just fun, crazy entertainment. Or and and or content, you know, and potentially what I've been seeing is that I don't I don't watch any news. I mean, I started recently just since COVID nineteen watching Italian news just so I gotta know what's going on in my own country. Like since where I'm here, you know, I'm here right now uh, for some time, so I need to go. But otherwise, I would never watch Italian TV. No, no, like BBC or CNN. Only watch the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Stephen Colbert, The Late Show with uh, Stephen Colbert. And last week tonight, basically infotainment, right? Fun stuff. In fact, I need to be a li- little bit more funny. I'm not sucks. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna get some. But it, it's it's super important. I think that, yeah, to, if if you can tie you know information with fun, the two together, I think that's a powerful combo. I don't know what you feel about that. Yeah, I think again, you know, you have to understand what what audiences are like and what you are like as an audience member, you know, and sort of run the test over yourself. Uh, and I think authenticity, whatever format that takes, always wins. So yeah. if I sit here and tell you that my business isn't uh, struggling like hell today, that's a lie. And you can see, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Small businesses all over the world, there's creative businesses all over the world that are struggling. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. Da, da, da. You can see it in my eyes. You can see that I didn't sleep very well suddenly you're engaged because you feel the same way do you know what i mean likewise yeah. we're talking about humor like trevor noah is brilliant and and, and Stuart before that was you know even better at this sardonic cutting humor through fact so there's all sorts of different ways to do it but understanding audiences is pretty uh it's pretty fundamental so i actually have one thing that is like just overall question that I was going to ask you, and I didn't ask it before, but I'm just going to ask it on the show, uh, well, on this, whatever we call it, this live stream. Uh, and I'm going to ask the next people that come in because I woke up this morning at like, you know, 5 a.m. and just realized like, I'm so freaking blessed. I've been able to work remotely for many years. I know how to work remotely. You know, I know how to make money online. Uh, but then like I, I read, I think it was yesterday, I read that, you know, somebody uh, here in Italy was saying, you know, I have three, children i can't feed them what what do i have to do and that point i just went like it just stuck like it was like an arrow in my heart and just felt so painful and so i said like and then i i, I was basically the other thing that combined you know my, my thinking was that i uh, started posting this kind of events on eventbrite just so that people can like you know hit like whatever join the event and have a little reminder and Eventbrite was showing that it's very easy now to integrate with GoFundMe and create campaigns. You know, and obviously I'm not doing this because I, I wanna like make money, but I was like, how about I start combining the things so that like we could start fundraising for COVID-19 impacted people and basically create content, a school, call it whatever, like to teach people how to make money online so that you know they can start working from home because they have to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's it's uh, giving out laptops to people who don't even have laptops, and and uh, you know just just like like uh, if I had asked you about that before, would you have been okay, you know, for like just have a little like crowd, you know, fundraise here, crowdfund here for for this kind of school? How how would you have felt, and how how do you feel this situation with people who are not blessed of like us? I assume you're too like working from home and. Uh, working remotely mm-hmm. um I, I definitely well the first thing i'd say is that when things like they, I mean, there isn't a thing like this but when in adversity communities say it's a terror attack or a, or, or this virus or something happens you know when communities are pulled together and you'll see the good and bad of everything right and that spills over into social and into business digital business and whatever. um and I think that it's it's what you find in adversity is that people the amazing the amazing people that we are you know it comes out of people and also the collaborative nature comes out of people 
because, and it's more authentic and more genuine. Now, the natural instinct is to help, okay? But it's a bit like that, you know, the, the, the analogy of do you give someone food or do you give someone, you know, the tools and the recipe to make the food and keep making the food? So I think it's a very good idea to offer your skill sets and your expertise and advice um, to help people earn money online, uh, doing from what you know and understand, um, helping them set up e-commerce businesses, I, I don't, telling stories, whatever it is. Um, and I, I think that's important. I think it's easy to do if we just have the will to do it. It's all there to do. Already, by the way, um, I do have to shout it for Maya, a, ta a talent house, because the guys there at Talent House have been um, creating a thing with the UN for creative industries. So basically, creators can contribute to the story of you know how to wash your hands, you know how to look after each other. How oh, to be nice. Hmm? Yeah, if you have a link to show about that or send it, send it I over. Or, or... That just came to my head there. I wasn't going to plug it, but I'm just saying that. In adversity, these things can happen well, and there's no excuse for us not to want to help people. And we we should probably set up something to help people. Um, yeah, I've I've you know like, and I'm yeah I've, I I never want to risk you know somebody saying oh you're fundraising this because of it. but it's like at some point like you know I don't care if even one person believes that or a hundred you know I just gotta start doing because I cannot feel that pain again and I don't want other people to feel that pain of not being able to eat you know mm -hmm. and it's like and then what's crazy is like well other people are not being able to eat in other countries and it's just like it like it gets deeper and deeper and, and kind of worse and worse and it just pushes me to just do more a more action right uh, and and to dedicate you know and if i know that i'm dedicating one hour per day not just because i am talking to smart people like you and, and talking with you know people within my network but also you know as we're hopefully sharing some interesting bit of knowledge which you know by the way when i do some consulting gigs like say from some u.s companies i get get paid handsomely so uh, there there is also definitely some value that i think we're giving or a lot of value that, that, that we're giving here so yeah that that came up and i think i'm gonna push it for the next ones of course i'm gonna you know kind of ask each person and of course they're gonna be okay with it i'm also trying to think like because uh, i'm italian american how to i was literally just today like you know do i set up a, a, a not-for-profit in us or in italy mm -hmm. and and when that stuff happens it's just like just the same which this i felt in the same moment i got my us passport was like i wish the world was just one i i hope that when we go to mars Thanks, thanks to Elon Musk, will just be one human generation. There won't be any more European Union, Brexit, US, China, Africa, passports, borders. It's just be like, we're mm -hmm. one human race. It doesn't matter. Like, you do something, you can help everyone. You do something, you can sell to everyone. And that's it. Like, it's just going to help everybody, going to help each other. And everybody got to, you know, pull in their knowledge and assets and yep. content, especially because people who have these assets they have massive amount of assets they don't even know what to do it's like uh anyways i know we got a little bit too deep and maybe too sentimental uh, but it is what it is like literally i woke up in the middle of the night and like mm -hmm. had to felt like doing this it is it is giving me giving these talks a lot a lot a lot more kind of value and content i would say and importance mm -hmm. and and i i do think that you know it's what like you were saying what happened right now it's not just something bad it is literally comparable to a world war three especially for people who can't eat right we certainly see people who can eat so good to hear that you would have said yes uh, i should have asked before i would have scrambled to get it done but actually i need to study it well uh and, and need, to, need to do it properly yeah well i think uh, i think everyone should do what they can if they can do it and, and most people can do it you know? it's just the will part of it so um yeah and do i think if you could, I mean, it's it's as simple as, for example, uh, we had a bunch of milk, right? Uh, and uh, you know, my partner put the milk out on the outside and then told the neighbors in the WhatsApp group, there's milk there, you know, and, milk, and it disappeared one by one. You know, wow. Simple stuff, you know, um, human things. You know? So maybe, maybe this is all about becoming human again. I agree. Mm -hmm. I completely and, and it really inspired me, you know, when you said, yeah, you capture it when you said that 
I'm much more of that person that is all about like, you know, I see the government is helping out with just giving food. It's actually happening right in front of my house. There's like a Caritas, which is a charity. So there's people I I see every day more. And this actually makes me want to break down and cry. So I really have to hold myself here. But there's literally more and more every day, more people queuing, more people going there. And so I actually want to pause because it's like serious. Mm -hmm. And so when you said, you know, um, it's like, yeah, let's teach people how to fish or how to get their food. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to do because I know there's already people doing this and, I, and I'd rather focus on setting up a framework which has to be all done online. Finally, I always wanted to do everything online, you know. And yeah. and for me, it was always, when I wanted to start doing something here in town, there was always some logistical issues, right? Where do we do it? Because we have to meet in person. It cannot be done online. Now it's a, it's an opportunity for me because I love doing things online. It has to be done online. And, and I was thinking Italy only, and I'm like, I'm American too. And right now I think America is going to suffer even more than Italy. And I said it with a lot of pain. Uh, and politics aside, it's just a fact or just numbers of people that, you know, and the lack of public health care, which you know, doesn't, doesn't depend on current politicians, it's just been there forever. So uh, definitely don't want to discuss politics on this lives, although I do it on, on my personal Facebook. I, I, I make plenty of enemies out of old friends. So I'm like, don't want to do it here, at least for potential business context and stuff. But yeah, we got 10 minutes. Maybe we can, because uh, I'd never want to do them longer than an hour. Um, and, and maximum we got 10 minutes. If you want to end it earlier, we can. I mean, I, I could ask you, like, going back to a specific point on those uh, influencers accelerators. Like, have you heard what I what I told you about, like, this influencers accelerator in China? Is, is that is that familiar to you? Not really. Not really. I mean, I, look, we've done it a wee bit in China. And I know what's going on. But no, not really. So you tell me. So basically what it is, and I'll send you the link to the to the book. Yeah. Um, it's by this Ashley Dudarenok, who I guess is a Russian lady living in Hong Kong for a while, and Laura Hallahan. Uh, and I did chat with both of them on, on LinkedIn. And it, basically, they say how in, in China, they, there's this inf, inf, accelerators of influencers. So, you know, there's accelerators of startups. But then startups, they all have different models, right? Oh, and then yeah. you don't know what each one is going to do. This in China, they just take 50, 100, yeah, up to 1,000 influencers. And then they give them the technology and setup yeah. to just, exactly. they are focused on e-commerce and drop shipping and just sell, sell, sell. So but like an, I did see, yeah. Sorry, man, sorry. It's about an, yeah, it's basically an incubator for uh, marketers. Yeah, yeah. An incubator. Yeah. So do, do you know about this, yeah, this yeah. one? Uh, I mean, it's the same, in, but it's the same in, in all, in a lot of other uh, entertainment sectors, especially in Asia, like, k-pop and all that kind of stuff you know it's like putting the putting the talent together and it's like a, a talent farm you know and then it drives commerciality back and it's everything's formulaic and yeah i'm a little bit scared of those types of things but on i actually we actually kind of started taking that approach i mean through reading a book so obviously we're not doing the same thing you know we started selling digital content with subscriptions mm-hmm. and and now we're you know, we've been studying dropshipping and, and e-commerce, and hopefully soon we'll we'll start doing that part as well. But I did see the value that, that you know influencers got from like having a bit more standardized approach and having one person knows how to do one thing for you know X amount of influencers and and start scaling that right because I do see the value. I mean, I I respect and I, <laughs> I never felt it, but now I understand how you're like, okay, that feels scary. But on the other side, it's it's like. Uh, it's like just like you have lawyers and you have tax accountants and, and it's, it's, I don't know, like, yeah. It's down to the the structure in place and the personalities involved. What I what I'm what I'm scared of is this idea of influencer farms. You know, <laughs> gushing yeah, out. No, for sure. No, I mean for sure. Like we didn't. In fact, we even though there was probably you know written in there and. We didn't. We never thought of that. Of course, every each point is free. And they're in their house. And they do whatever they want. But yeah. we try to bring that structure in, you know. Yeah. And by the way, one thing we haven't checked is that, like, let's say if there is some stuff you're looking for, like, what is it that you're looking for? That maybe somebody watching this, hopefully, if they watch it till the end, they'll, you know, reach out to you. Uh, what is it that you're looking for most? Are you looking for talents or for broadcasters or for 
what is it that you're good question um i love talking to producers content creators um people that work in both sides of the creation you know i creation or networks because the network the individuals in large networks are very very strong people and they're always thinking of new ideas and they're also stuck in a very big linear world which is frustrating for them um, likewise we're looking for i'd love to speak to people with you know, broadcasters and creators who, who have new ideas you know how new ideas that they want to bring to market but they don't know how to do it so for example i work with people who want to be you know uh someone wants a new t bring bring down new tv format and i say no you want to build a digital media brand and then you can bring all sorts of formats all the time to all sorts of people you see like a, mm. so anyone who on the creative side who's you know got some experience of tv or media social and some you know other people from the media industry themselves but likewise i think technology now will drive entertainment like nothing before so technology people as well um i think blockchain uh of which i know a lot about myself um i think it's got a massive future in entertainment world how to tokenize how to reward audiences how to um you know have some sort of digital democracy around content and audience change the dynamic between producer and audience you know so that everyone's a producer in a way and everyone gets a has a value so yeah but anyone like that anyone creative technical um yeah happy to speak about ideas but um the best type of conversation i find is people that aren't happy with what's today you know what I mean? and, and let me tell you something about that, right? So when I when I came back here, we, we met with this new friend and uh, an influencer who has about 300,000 followers and she works in the local TV as well as national TV. Uh -huh. uh, and she's a, one of the few transgenders in my in my region, which is, you know, in the southern part of Italy. So she's quite unique and flamboyant and stuff. And she's super fun. I mean, I just absolutely love her. Uh, Manila Gorio, she's called, and she works at Antenna Sud, and also she shows up at Canale Cinque. So, anyways, uh, when we went to her TV show, which is very like trash TV, so for me it was like hilarious, you know, going from like tech world to like this trash TV at local level. <laughs> but basically, she had a really cool studio full of incredible like big screen TVs and stuff. And I said, okay, this is cool. I wish you could fill this up with of, of influencers right and then like basically become like an influencer uh focused tv um kind of series of episodes yeah. or maybe like let's see like you know like little you could have little influencer fights i mean it could be like you know who talent show or it could be like kind of vote for this vote for that but always showing you know how many followers she's got on Instagram right now or on TikTok or on both or whatever, right? So, so like, and, and just like it, the thing is that having them in a TV show, it's quite powerful because they're, they're in there together, but mm -hmm. always with the focus and then linking back to social media. Mm -hmm. so I don't know if you ever thought of any, of, of seeing any TV show like that, like, cause I, I had that idea in my mind of, I let it go because I'm not a TV and, and maybe it's a terrible idea, but, uh, you know, because you're going no, like you're shaking your head. <laughs> no, no, head but I just had it. This has been done, and done, you know, I, I've. Oh, it's been done. No, no, no. I mean, model after model. I've got a fashion format that follows this model. We've got uh, all sorts of things, um, and it's got to be like that. You know, I can sit with you for another hour, and, and we'll go through every category. Uh, maybe not torture everybody by watching us, but you know, <laughs> every category we have formats for the whole lot. You know, so. TV should be like that permanently, you know? I mean, what the hell are they doing not being like that? Before a show, during a show, after a show, and it changes from this linear thing to a 360 model always on because people are always on. If another format is, you know, let's discuss something, right? And you spend the week, so it's a half hour show. You do the show for the week after or in between shows, it's all on social, of course. And then it's back to the live show. Da, 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 da. Now, some people, you know, lots of formats do that uh, on a small level. But why don't we do this on multiple co content layers? You know, the the show should be a celebration, not the product. You know what I mean? The show is a celebration of everything that's happening. 
uh, in between is what where, where it's really happening. It's on social and people can contribute. And then, so yeah, I love the idea. Um, and I've thought about it and, you know, created it a few times. So, and, the, and we can do that for any sector. Let's make that happen. I actually have a presentation about that, so I'll definitely send it over. Uh, I have to, I really have to thank you. You know, we're about to hit that one hour that, that, that we're live, so we'll definitely end it there. But uh, it was such a big pleasure. I actually had a really bad headache a few hours ago. So it was like, it was like a miserable day. Then I went for that walk and it was like starting to get better. Now, like, I'm fully like, oof, like re-energized from, from this chat. Hopefully it was the same for you. It was very inspiring. It was really fun. Uh, it's weird. I feel like we're becoming friends. And I want to add, add you as well on Facebook as well and just connect everywhere on WhatsApp and Telegram and here that to make sure that we stay in touch. Yeah. Uh, and that we, we, we talk again and that hopefully we, we get that idea out because I, like I said, at this point, I'm pretty lucky. I'm, I'm able to just, you know, keep on working and keep on building stuff and keep on growing, uh, uh, just, just getting more ideas out. Right. So, uh, likely I'm past the stage of, uh, you know, how do I, you know, start to make money with this online, but, uh, I can have a little bit more fun now and I have a lot of time to be on my hands now to do some extra stuff. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you so much and we'll chat soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.